0: You're listening to the Live Free Now Podcast, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Find us online at livefreenow.show. And now your host, John Bush. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Live Free Now Show. I'm your host, John Bush, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. On the program, we have a wonderful show lined up for you today. I am going to be chatting in depth about what's going down with Twitter and Elon Musk and free speech. And I'm going to talk about, I really want to make the point that it's important for us not to get trapped in this black and white kind of thinking. Um, Because at the end of the day, there's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of gray in this world. And I think it's important that we that we operate from that area, that we operate from the gray in this world, uh, because if we don't, we're going to get trapped in all sorts of problematic thinking, and we're going to get taken for a ride, we're going to have some issues. So uh, we'll break all this down here for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, before we do, I'd like to invite you... I'm going to be promoting and doing a blast here. So to get people to join us here on the live stream, I want to thank everybody that's joining us live. Uh, If you're watching on Odyssey, especially shouting out to you folks, watching us on this alternative channel. If you are watching us from YouTube, shout out there. Uh, And of course, Facebook rocking and rolling, moving and grooving. But uh, let me post this here so people can join us. If you haven't heard yet, we are hosting the fourth Iteration of the Greater Reset co creation, the Greater Reset co creation. It's our effort to push back on the Great Reset. That's this New World Order 2.0 thing that's being developed um, by Klaus Schwab and his friends at the World Economic Forum. Uh, We are very concerned about what it is that they're doing there, and we are working to counter it. They're trying to create a Great Reset. We are trying to create a greater reset uh that's taking place january 18th through the 22nd it's an event it's taking place in person in person and it's online for free you can join us in person in either texas or uh in mexico Derek Bros is hosting in mexico And I'm hosting in Bastrop, Texas. You can find more information at thegreaterreset.org. That's thegreaterreset.org. Again, that is our efforts to push back against the man and uh, their efforts to create a totalitarian surveillance society, essentially, so we really want you to join us for that. You can watch for free online. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter as well. Please do that as also. And then one more quick announcement. We have the Food Resiliency Town Hall coming at you. The Food Resiliency Town Hall. We're doing that at Live Free Academy. We're going to be hosting our new space in uh, Bastrop, Texas. I hope that you'll join us. You can also watch that for free online. Again, you can watch us for free online. It's taking place December 3rd. Uh, as you know, this ties in with the whole Greece uh, Great Reset thing as well. Um, they are currently trying to crush people's ability to get food. They want to control people's ability to get food. They want to do away with meat. They want to make it difficult for people to uh, to grow their own food, to do business with ranchers. And so we are doing what we can in order to push back, in order to help people Link up with local food producers in order to teach people to grow their own food. I hope that you'll check us out. You can sign up for that at town hall. Again, it's taking place December 3rd. It's a town hall. We're going to be joined by Texas Slim of the Beef Initiative. We're going to be joined by John Pantalone of Amber Oaks Ranch. And we're also going to be joined by Bo Brotherton of Better Together Homestead. And we're going to share some tips and strategies on how you can become more resilient when it comes to food. Nothing's more important than food at the end of the day. Shout out to our friends in the Canadian Freedom Cell coming at us from Kanuckistan a.k.a. Canada. I see uh, Juliet is watching there as well. All right, well, let's go ahead and get on with the topic of the day. I want to chat about Elon Musk and free speech And what's going on with Twitter? So I've been following this really closely. Uh, Full disclosure, I appreciate Mr. Elon. In fact, Elon Musk uh, gets me pumped up and motivated. He's a big thinker. He's a big doer. This guy's not perfect in any way, but I believe that he is on the side of good, not side of evil. And Today, I want to share some of my thoughts on why that's the case, why I get motivated by the guy, but also share some of his shortcomings and some things that I'm very concerned with. But at the end of the day, I want to leave the viewer or the listener uh, with a better understanding of how to analyze things because oftentimes we get caught in this black or white thinking, this good or evil thinking, this Either they're a good guy and they're a freedom person or they're controlled opposition, right? They're either with us or against us. As George Bush said during the War on Terror, they're with us or you're with the terrorist. Well, this is a fallacy known as a false dichotomy. And oftentimes it's not so black and white. It's not so good or evil. It's gray. It's nuanced. There's some stuff going on there in the middle. So I want to break all that down. But first, let me set the stage uh, of course, if uh, you are part of this freedom community, if you've been paying attention, you would know that with COVID-19, the pandemic, the scamdemic, there was all sorts of censorship that took place. You know, when there's a free flow of ideas, it makes it more challenging for people to get taken for a ride. And I'm thinking about this whole shot, right? It's funny because as I speak to you, there's also this other soundtrack and this other thought process that's simultaneously going on in my head. Some call it a curse. I'd call it a blessing, it can be a curse sometimes. But anyway, there's all sorts of different thoughts going on at once. And uh, as I was talking about the vaccine, the V word and the shot I had in my mind, like, okay, well, this is broadcasting on YouTube, they could censor this from YouTube, right? And in fact, they were censoring things talking about the vaccine and different influencers that have big channels. My channel's not so super huge, but I'd love it to be bigger. You can subscribe and follow us. If you're watching on uh, Odyssey, if you're watching on Facebook, please uh, consider doing that. But the censorship got so bad, people got banned. People got shadow banned. People got cut out of all their social media. I mean, first they came for Alex Jones, right? And so this happened alongside two big events, One would be the election of 2016, uh, or 2020, I should say, Uh, and secondly, uh, with all this COVID stuff going on. And so the point that I want to make is that when there's control of thought, control of speech, it makes it more difficult for there to be a free flow of ideas, for there to be discussion, debate, uh, for people to weigh the merits of this or that. And I believe in large part, that is why so many people were duped into this whole vaccine agenda, All right? People close to me, people resisted and held out for the longest time. But in reality, I think it was a challenge for many people to make an informed decision about this shot because information countering the prevailing narrative that was in large part dominated by the CDC, the World Health Organization, and the pharmaceutical companies that advertise and bankroll these large media outlets, Uh, they suppressed counter information. And that's just highly unethical. So a free flow discussion wasn't able to take foot. I mean, that's just one of the problems, the free speech suppression. On top of that, um, there was this massive public pressure campaign. And I think ultimately that's what broke most of the people, in addition to threats of losing their job, not being able to travel here or there, getting kicked out of the military, for example. Uh, I think ultimately the straw that broke the camel's back was people kind of turning on one another and that social pressure to do right by everyone else now fast forward to the present day and of course more information has come out and now we see all this crazy stuff with people having all sorts of adverse health events myocarditis myocarditis, um lung issues heart issues even death related to these shots so highly unethical stuff took place and the space the vehicle for most discussions nowadays is online through social media i just want to emphasize really quick how important it is that we still continue conversations in person because that's the kind of stuff that cannot be censored uh the old town square uh we'll talk about in the case of twitter and elon musk uh nothing really is more important that's something that they can't shut down that they can't censor although i guess they are in china basically I'm going to talk about China here in a little while because I do think that that's one of Elon Musk's blind spots, right? Okay, so that is setting the stage. You lived through it, you experienced it, you had an opportunity probably to get suppressed or censored, maybe even lost your channel, maybe lost your page, I don't know. But fast forward to the present day, there's this guy named Elon Musk. Now, Elon Musk, ah, let me set the stage and I'll talk more about the neon, the nuance of Elon Musk. Long story short, Elon Musk is, uh, I don't know if he's still the world's richest man. Let me see, world's richest people. Because he has spent a lot of money, but I guess if you spend money on an asset, you still have that wealth, so to speak, world's richest people. So I think he probably still is. Elon Musk, who's the richest person in the world? Top 10 richest people, published 14 hours ago. Elon Musk, number one. Bernard Arnault family, CEO of LVMH. Not sure who that is. Oh, it looks like Bezos fell down to number four. Uh, Bill Gates is usually up there in the top 10. Warren Buffett, of course. Bill Gates, number seven. Anyway, Elon Musk, the world's richest person, made immense wealth starting software and payment companies, got involved, merged his company with PayPal, sold that, made hundreds of millions of dollars maybe not hundreds of millions on that one. Uh, actually, I think it was hundreds of millions for selling PayPal. Um, and eventually he invested in Tesla and started another company called SpaceX. But I think the good bulk of his wealth probably comes from his shares and ownership in Tesla motor company. Now, this guy talks a lot about bettering humanity. Okay. One of his big picture goals is to make humans, a multi-planetary species. He says he aims to do this because it would be a big disaster for the light of human consciousness to be extinguished. Should there be some global thermal nuclear war or some giant asteroid hits the earth and just extinguishes human life. He thinks that we have better odds at surviving were we to be on Mars. And this whole pursuit of, uh, Mars colonization is a big, Picture goal of his. In all honesty, I think a lot of his actions are motivated. Uh, they're a means to the end of getting humans to Mars, right? The guy's a big picture thinker. I'm going to get into that and why that actually pumps me up. Um, but more recently, Elon Musk has a huge Twitter following. I think before he acquired Twitter, it was just a little over 100 million. Now it's 119 million. I mean, that's a lot of people. To put that in perspective, that's just about like a third of the US population. U.S. population, somewhere over 300 million. It might be up to 400 million now. U.S. population, show me something. 331 million on July 1st, 2021. So a third of the United States population, and of course this these followers are global, um, are following Elon Musk. Now with all the censorship stuff popping off, Elon got a little frustrated and perturbed with that. And he made a offer to buy Twitter and take it private. In fact, I think there's like, you know, that whole meme of like, it's a private company they can censor, right? There's this whole libertarian ethos that just has a mass admiration for private companies, as do I. I like companies. I run multiple companies. We're about to start our fourth company or launching our fourth company on December 3rd. Um, big fan of companies, but I don't know. I, If I had a social media platform that I owned, I would be totally content controlling it and admin in it exactly as I want to, right? But at the end of the day, the government uh, is colluding with these big tech platforms uh, in order to suppress particular pieces of information. It's completely biased, right? So because the government's involved, and in large part also, you know, these corporations, a corporation is an instrument of the state. A lot of people neglect to understand that. Like people, a lot of socialists and leftists are like, the, the, the it's the corporations that the problem, not the government. We just need the right people in government. But they fail to recognize that a corporation is a legal entity. It is an instrument of the state that shields the shareholders of a company or the board of directors or the CEO uh, from liability. It's a legal instrument without the state government. Uh, that institution which enjoys a geographic monopoly on the init- the legitimate quote unquote the legal initiation of violence on other people without that institution, state, also knows government in some ways. There would be no corporation. Just want to throw that out there real quick. But there is a case to be made for this whole public sphere. Public, I'm not going to say it's a public utility or any of that stuff because I don't want to go there. But The point I'm trying to make is when the government intervenes, when the government meddles, when big tech essentially is in bed with governments, kind of like this fascism kind of thing, um, then people ought to be frustrated with that. But anyway, this whole argument was coming up like, well, it's a private company, blah, blah, blah. I think somebody actually told something to Elon. He's like, well, maybe I should buy it. So the dude actually made an effort to buy it. That's one of the reasons, honestly, why I'm pumped up. There's a lot of stuff I want to share with you today, and I want to try to have it pan out in a methodical way. As you know, if you listen to the show or my podcast, what I do basically is a stream of consciousness type thing. Quick shout out to the podcast audience. If anybody wants to subscribe to my RSS podcast feeds on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google, you can go to livefreenow.show, livefreenow.show. I've recently made an effort to put out a podcast every single week but I missed last week because I was sick, uh, not feeling well, and had just got back from my honeymoon. The week before, I just got married to my lovely wife. It was an incredible ceremony. I was surrounded by people that I love, family, a lot of freedom and freedom people. Derek Bros was there. It was a good, a good time, uh, was had by all. Uh, but then we went on the honeymoon, but I did put out a throwback speech that I did many years ago about Agenda 21 and agorism, but I did miss last week. So my apologies for that. I'm making an honest effort to produce and publish a podcast every Tuesday of, uh, of the week. So every Tuesday, every week. Um, but I just want to throw that out there real quick. But these are stream of consciousness. But I do want to say like one of the things that motivates me and gets me pumped up about Elon is the fact that this dude has so much influence, power, and money that he can make a statement like maybe I should buy Twitter and then actually carry it out like, Wow. That's incredible. And I have no shame in the fact that I love business and I love money. I really like money. And and I want to accumulate large amounts of money so I can take that money and on one hand, benefit my family, do cool stuff, go on trips, show my kids the world, have a nice home for them, nice experiences, show them, do lavish birthdays, right? That's what I that's what gets me excited that's what i live for doing cool stuff with my kids and my lovely wife going to nice dinners and stuff right that's i don't have a lot of luxurious things this is in fact this shirt i'm wearing we've been dressing i've been trying to dress up a little more at the office because i'm trying to get more uh, professional in what we're doing but i've had this shirt literally i don't know maybe for 10 years just <laughs> busted out of the closet i don't have a lot of nice things but i do like nice experiences um But that being said, I want to do that. And I also want to take my money to benefit my community, to create freedom, to support homeschool co-ops, to buy event spaces, to invest in large pieces of land and do intentional communities. Because at the end of the day, I wouldn't call what we're doing in this freedom community a revolution. It's more like an evolution, evolving past the need for a state altogether, creating new alternative institutions that are based on decentralization, voluntarism, transparency, as opposed to coercion, corruption, Uh, and centralization of power, right? Um, And I want to fund that. I want to finance that. So I want to amass amounts amounts of wealth in order to pull that off. And Elon Musk is on that same wavelength. In fact, I'm inspired by him in large part because of that. The dude works his ass off, has accumulated mass amounts of wealth, and he's deploying that wealth in some areas to do what I think is really good things. There's other stuff that I'm going to get into, like the Neuralink that I object to, Uh, He has some reasoning behind the Neuralink. A lot of people misunderstand and aren't even aware of. We'll break all that down. But anyway, my point is, wow, how cool is it for somebody to be like, I think that there's a problem with free speech and big tech suppressing important stories and important news. I see the value of having what I refer to as a public town square. I'm speaking as though Elon Musk, right? That's what he says. That's his thoughts. And so I'm just going to pony up $40 billion and buy the freaking institution. And run it the way I see fit. That's freaking hardcore. I appreciate that. And more recently, Apple's now threatening. I'm going to share Elon's Twitter feed here because this has been absolute fire, entertaining, and extremely empowering and inspiring to see somebody going toe to toe with big tech and big media, the establishment media. Um, but he's like, Apple is trying to ban the Twitter app from their Apple App Store. And someone's like you should just start a new phone he's like i think if they do i'll have to start a phone company like ugh, there's a problem most people cower from a problem most people cower from a fight they go into victim mode excuse mode blah 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 but here we have a person that's like i see a problem i'm going to put my might my wealth my ingenuity into overcoming this problem and the problem that he's fighting with twitter is suppression of free speech and censorship now, I tell you what, I started off this broadcast by sharing how, how how, impactful this censorship has been. Like I said, absent the free flow of ideas, it makes it easy for tyrants and technocrats to control people and to push their agenda because there's not an alternative viewpoint besides what's being published on the mainstream media. That's what social media, in large part, was in the early days. We had this whole alternative media in large part inspired by old Alex Jones, who perhaps has been the biggest victim of this online social media suppression. But now that Elon is actively, proactively, and positively changing Twitter, so it's more of a free speech platform, he's got the enemies of free speech really shaking in their boots, and it's absolutely hilarious. Now, before I get into it, again, we're going to share Elon's feed. I'm going to get you up to speed if you haven't been paying attention to this. I'm going to get into the nuance real quick, because just something popped up in my head. I've been excited and happy about what's taking place on Twitter. It's not perfect. It remains to be seen if he's going to bring back old Alex Jones. Uh, I think that'll be a big positive sign. I'm not a big Jones guy. I grew up on Jones. Like if you appreciate the work that I do, I I credit Jones for quote unquote waking me up. I caught one of his documentaries, 9-11 Road to Tyranny on cable access back in 2002, 20 years ago. And that blew my mind. And then I obsessed over his material and learned about the new world order and listened to his show multiple days a week at the full thing. Three, it was three out. First it was two hours. Then it was three hours. Then it was four hours. Now it's just like nonstop and he has other hosts, but he went hard, right? Kind of xenophobic in some ways. Um, and I just don't like the cut of his jib lately, but he does do good work still when it comes to the COVID stuff and pushing back on the shot. And I didn't appreciate how he went so deep for Trump, but he does push back on Trump. So at least there's that. Nonetheless, I think that'll be a good indicator what Elon is doing, but he is doing good. He reversed a policy that prohibits COVID-19 misinformation. That just happened a few days ago. They're no longer enforcing COVID-19 misinformation policy that was in large part responsible for shutting down a lot of these good doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough, Robert Malone, their accounts have not been activated, but as we'll discuss, uh, they're under the way of doing amnesty for accounts that got shut down. But anyway, I I share this stuff like, wow, look what they're doing. Look what he said. Look how he's going against Apple. Look how he's going against the mainstream media, throwing haymakers at Washington Post and Forbes and allowing people back on the platform, allowing more civil discussion on the platform, even from voices that are unpopular. I share that on my Twitter feed and online on my Telegram channel. And people respond with, ready? He's just, he only bought Twitter to improve his AI machines so as to better enforce the new world order or whatever. And so like the thing that's happening here is uh, I genuinely believe an objectively positive thing is underway right now. I believe Elon Musk is a human being. I do not think he's part of the new world order. I'm going to break that down more. I'm going to share why. I don't think he's perfect. I think he has some blind spots and some shortcomings, but I think that he is a a good person that's doing good work in the world and he has good intentions. Now that's different than some of these diabolical evil people where it's pretty damn clear that they are purposefully manipulating and socially engineering people in order to implement a system of control. I don't think that's the case with old Elon, but again, he does have some shortcomings, but nonetheless, People are so convinced that this new world order apparatus is all powerful, omnipotent, that any powerful influential person that comes along and does stuff must necessarily be part of this new world order. It's a mindset thing that people are trapped in. They are just obsessed with this new world order thing and they see it everywhere. And then when something good happens from a rich and powerful person, it can't possibly be intrinsically a good thing. It has to be part of this new world order plan. Uh, it's the same thing with cryptocurrency, right? I, again, I I, I want to talk to you about avoiding black and white, good or evil thinking. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm reading this history book that's put out by the Tuttle Twins author, Connor Boyack. Uh, it's a libertarian understanding of history. It's like true American history. Um, and he, there's this part where he talks about the British and how they did this and that and how they're pushing back and, and how they fought the protesters. Right. And this guy that's teaching these kids makes it a point to teach them that things were different back then. They they actually brought up Thomas Jefferson owning slaves. Right. And they make the point that in the context, yes, it's wrong. Obviously it's intrinsically wrong to own human beings but to try to think about things from the perspective of people in their place and their time and their culture and their place in history and not just write someone off as an evil person because of A, B, or C. It got brought up as a theme later in this book. Again, it's a children's history book of the American – leading up to the American Revolution about the British soldiers. No, what was it? It was was George Washington being sent on a mission to – tried to secure the East, you know, East of the 13 colonies. And it turns out that the British government was actually trying to secure that so as to prevent France from taking foot and to allow for, hunting so they can get the fur from the animals and stuff. they were using the colonists for that and whatever. Anyway, the point is, it's not all good or evil, black or white, A or B. There's nuance and there's gray area. And so the challenge that I want to challenge people not to think that the New World Order is omnipotent and every single thing is part of their plot. The same thing comes up with the cryptocurrency. I'm heavily involved in cryptocurrency, big fan of cryptocurrency, especially Bitcoin. I'm becoming more of a Bitcoin guy over other cryptos, although I still... Uh, I'm a big fan of Monero. It's a privacy coin. Bitcoin has a transparent blockchain. Anyway, I digress. There's so many people. We bring up cryptocurrency. We're like, hey, they're they're rolling out the central bank digital currency system. They're going to be able to program your money. They're going to be able to track, trace, analyze, and stop you from making certain purchases. In fact, if you're wholly dependent on CBDCs or a digital dollar or yuan in China or euro or whatever, uh, rupee. In India, they're test piloting that they can shut you out of the economy altogether. And I'm like, hey, wouldn't it be great if there was a platform, a technology that we could use to make payments with one another that couldn't be shut down because of its decentralized nature? In fact, there's over 15,000 computers all throughout the world in all different countries that are running this software that allow you to send payments to one another. And in order to shut down this payment platform, does much more than payments, but in order to shut down our ability to send money back and forth to each other, they'd have to shut down all 15,000 of those computers. It's really a challenge for people to do that. And in fact, it's practically impossible. Isn't it cool that there's this technology? Wouldn't you like to learn about that technology? So when the CBDC system is rolled out, you're already using this technology to buy and sell and trade with your local freedom community and with other people when you purchase stuff online and rather than being like, wow, that's awesome. I'm so grateful that he, she, they, them, Satoshi Nakamoto created this technology so we can continue to do business even if they want to shut us down, people say, the cryptocurrency is the mark of the beast. It's the new world order's money. It's a cashless society. They're trying to control us. It's like every the, the people are programmed to think that the new world order is all powerful, and everything is po- that could possibly be good is a is controlled opposition. That's another thing. Controlled opposition. Controlled opposition. I mean, at the end of the day, folks, yeah, there is a conspiracy and yeah, they are pretty damn powerful, but they have chinks in their armor. They're vulnerable in certain areas and the people are pushing back in major ways. So I want to challenge you to step out of that black and white and explore the gray area because with crypto, yeah, there's blockchain tech that's being used for digital identity, but that's not Bitcoin and it's not the Bitcoin blockchain. And because that's happening, because this new world order, these new world order clowns see the value in an efficient and effective database, the blockchain, a new technology, they're leveraging that technology. That doesn't mean we throw the baby out with the bathwater, all right? I'm getting some comments here. Let me hit these comments as I keep going. Not part of the new world order. The guy is the richest in the world. You can't get that position by not being in the new world order. Okay, so I guess anybody that's rich, so what's the threshold then? Like, let's break this down. The GOAT, the greatest of all time. And thank you for your comment, by the way. Let's break this down how rich can someone get is there a level like the folks that have 1 million 10 million 100 million uh are they new world order because they have money is that your is that the qualification can someone be filthy rich can someone be a billionaire without being part of the new world order because i'm thinking of grant cardone the dude's worth almost 10 billion dollars well he's got 10 billion dollar companies and stuff but personally he's worth like three or four billion apparently it's probably more by now that dude most definitely is not part of the New World Order, right? It's a big fan of Grand Cardone. You can check him out at grandcardone.com. So again, this type of comment here leads me to believe that the GOAT thinks the New World Order is all powerful and it's not possible for someone because the stuff that Elon's doing most definitely is in alignment with the New World Order when it comes to the Twitter and free speech stuff. Now there are other, there are other aspects. Somebody's asking about transhumanism here. I'm with you. There are other aspects of what he's doing that are in alignment, but I don't think that necessarily means that he is part of the new world order. I think he's just obsessed with technology. Double Down says Infowars was supported by GCN, which is a sister company of ABC, a.k.a. Disney. AJ is Controlled Opposition. There you go again. Yeah, I know Genesis Communications Network and I listened to Alex way back in the day. Uh, He's not part of GCN anymore. He was doing a cable access show. So when did Alex become controlled opposition? Was it when he was showing up to Waco after it got burnt down by the ATF back in like 95 or 96, he showed up to help rebuild the church? Was it when he pushed back against biometric pictures and uh, thumbprint scans at the Department of Public Safety, almost getting arrested in the early 2000s? When did he become, was he born controlled opposition? It's just not practical for Alex to be controlled opposition, the amount of work he does. It's possible. It's also possible. New uh, Elon Musk has taken me for a ride and he's just, it's all a big psyop. But when you have a little bit more critical thinking, you see like, okay, the fruits of their labor, what's going on, blah, 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 blah. I think... This is Rose again, too, on Facebook, on YouTube. I think it's the transhumanism, and he wants to turn Twitter into a system like China's WhatsApp. So that's one thing. Yeah, Elon and the whole Neuralink thing, that is what's known as transhumanism, merging biology and technology. It's also similar to what's going on with the Fourth Industrial Revolution that the Great Reset pushes. Right? But here's the deal. If you look deeper into his reasoning behind that, he sees AI as the biggest threat to humanity. So he's, he's with me, he's with a lot of the people listening to this, seeing like, wow, this artificial intelligence thing, it's entirely possible that it becomes sentient, uh, that the innovation and the intelligence of artificial intelligence advances so fastly, so quickly, that all of a sudden, it becomes like there's some self-awareness and it wants to protect itself, or just like the whole Terminator story, of course, it's pretty cliche, but the, the artificial intelligence... Was it Sensodyne or not Sensodyne? That's like a toothpaste. Uh, Shit, I forget the name of the company. Let's look that up, actually. Big company in Terminator. Something Dine. What do we got here? Skynet, not Dine at all. Skynet. So Skynet becomes self-aware, and then the machines want to kill the humans because the humans are a threat to the machine's existence. He sees that happening and this is what he says maybe it's a lie i don't know but it's worth telling this part of the story because a lot of people aren't aware of this he says that the purpose of neuralink is imagine like first of all he thinks that we're already part of a hive mind because of these phones right so this collects this taps into this collective consciousness so to speak through this there's already a in a sense a neuralink it's just the interface is our hands And we interface on a computer and on a phone or we talk to people and it taps into this system where there's all these nodes and all the humans are the nodes that tap into the Internet, just like Bitcoin decentralized nodes. Right. And so his concern is the speed at which our mind can transfer information, send or receive information into this hive mind Internet system. The speed is limited by our ability to type on a phone or type on a computer, right? And he thinks as AI progresses and speeds up, uh, and the intelligence gets more and more, and the processing power exceeds our wildest imagination, that humans need to be able to keep up with that. And that's why he wants to tap humans into that. That's his reasoning behind Neuralink. In the meantime, He's using it to help people with health that are paralyzed or have nerve damage or whatever, right? So is that a big scam? Is it all a big con? Is it a big lie? And he's like just making up this story in order to dupe everyone into tapping into this neural link so they can permanently be part of the metaverse or whatever. Maybe so. I'm not going to say that's not possible. I think it's unlikely, though. And I think the dude... I think he's like he he admitted that he's uh, what do you call it? Not, it's a level of autism. Um, ah shit, I forget. It makes you socially awkward. He said it on Saturday Night Live. Um, but either way, so he's got like this hyper intelligence, and I think that he sees world problems on a different level than most people do, and he ha- is so confident and he's so capable. Intellectually, of solving problems that he goes about solving huge problems like giving humans a fighting chance against AI. Now, I'm saying that I'm not going to get a Neuralink, that's for damn sure. Uh, my kids are going to be adults someday and they can make their own choices, but I sure as hell hope they're not going to get Asperger's. Thank you, Giovanni. I sure as hell hope they're not going to get a Neuralink system. That being said, if I was faced with the choice of being paralyzed for the rest of my life, or having a chip in my brain, and I can walk and move and experience, you know, play with the kids or something. I don't know. I don't know how I would decide it if I was in that spot, right? But I do know that giving people movement of their limbs when they were formerly paralyzed is actually a pretty positive thing, right? But again, he's stated on his Joe Rogan interview, for people, it's like there's a lot of people that are pushing back on Peter McCullough and Dr. Robert Malone, and they're like, oh, they're fake, they're phony. And I'm like, Okay, before you form an opinion about the guy, go watch their interviews on Joe Rogan because that's a two-hour long-form opportunity to dive deep into these people's thinking. And so I'd like to recommend the same thing about Elon Musk. Think what you will about him from the post and the video by Corbett or whatever. I've watched them all. I'm familiar with the shortcomings. I'm talking about one of them now. I'm not a fond of Neuralink. But again, his reasoning, I don't believe, is ill intended is malintent again. And this is why I'm inspired by this guy. And I have every right to be. People try to take that away from me. And they, they're they like, I used to respect you, John, but you like Elon Musk. So you're a fraud. And it's like, all right, whatever. You must not have been that down anyway. So I, I don't mind letting you go from following me or looking up to me or respecting my opinion, whatever. I don't care. He pumps me up because of that big style thinking. That's the root of it. His work ethic, His entrepreneurial abilities, and I'll talk about that too. There's all sorts of flack he gets for for the work that he did with with Tesla and all that stuff. Sorry, I looked at the clock. That clock is still an hour ahead. I have a meeting at two, and I was like, oh, shoot, what the heck? But we got plenty of time here. Um, He gets me pumped up because of his work ethic, his entrepreneurial ability, and the big thing. The big thing. People are like, how am I going to pay my next bill? Oh, there's a the cops are harassing me or I got in a fight with the ex-wife. I, that's a big problem, you know? And they're like all this small little things. But meanwhile, this dude's like, how can I help human beings to have civilization on multiple planets in this solar system? So if an asteroid hits the earth, human consciousness isn't gone forever. Like phew. that's pretty big type of stuff. And not only is it like, I want to solve that problem. But it's like, wow, dude's making active steps. It's a big think kind of thing. It's like, what do I need to do in the present moment? How do I need to run this company here and there in order to get people to Mars 10, 20, 30 years down the road, AI, artificial intelligence, people. That's why it's so funny that they're like, he's doing Twitter so he can improve his AI and take over the world with AI. But it's like the dude's actually, even though he uses AI with Tesla, Uh, automated self-driving, right? Full self-driving. He seems to be the people's champion in pushing back against AI with this whole bigger picture Neuralink push. Again, I'm not wearing a Neuralink. I'm not a fan of Neuralink. I don't like Neuralink. But I see his thinking behind it. And before you just toss him out or go black and white, good or evil, New World Order or freedom person, you got to understand there's intent and there's reasoning behind things beyond what you read in the article or see on the YouTube video, (laughs) except for this YouTube video, I should say. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, The goat says it's not all powerful, but a lot of these celebs are part of the New World Order. Elon is just controlled opposition. There you go. Okay. I mean, if he's controlled opposition, the stuff that he's – let's just – let's go here. And I'm going to answer the question about government – just to answer the government contracts thing. Like, yeah, he has contracts with um, the Department of Defense, and I don't like that. I wouldn't have par- contracts with the Department of Defense. But we got to recognize Elon Musk isn't an anarchist or libertarian, although he did once say government is a corporation with the – mono- the biggest corporation with the mono- monopoly on violence – I don't know many controlled opposition people that say that, or people that are new world order that say that kind of stuff. Um, but, But I mean, really, if he's controlled opposition, they sure are shooting themselves in the foot. Same thing with Alex Jones. If Alex Jones is part of the new world order, then he sure as hell woke up a whole lot of people that are actively fighting against the new world order. I think that they would much prefer to have everyone afraid and controlled and not empowered and in some ways, I don't think Alex Jones empowers people. He does in other ways, but he also has people living in fear and stuff. So, all right, all right, okay, so what do you think about his contract? So again, earlier, I pointed out his biggest picture goal, his biggest goal in life, it seems, would be to make humans a multiplanetary species. And a lot of his motivations and actions, I believe, are means to that end. So why does he have government contracts when it comes to space exploration and NASA and Department of Defense? I believe because he knows in order to get the approval from the U.S. government, in order to work with NASA, in order to pull off the Mars colonization campaign, he needs to be friendly with the United States government and not its enemy. Just the same, the money from Tesla and his personal wealth Is helping to finance his big picture mission. Another one of his missions is to help renewable energy come about, right? And to spur innovation in the car manufacturing space uh, to create more electric vehicles. But I think one of his other blind spots is he's cozy with the Chinese Communist Party because they have a giant factory in, in Shanghai. And I'm yet to see him come out in support of the Chinese protesters because of that. Again, It's gray. It's not black or white. I can appreciate the guy for the work he's doing on free speech and Twitter while simultaneously objecting to him being cozy with the Chinese Communist Party. See how that works? That's how I work. I'm a a nuanced kind of guy. I'm nuanced myself. Right. And so I just want to encourage people not to just be so black or white with everything. Here's Hermy saying Alex Jones is not for the people. Come on now, let's be real. I guess he thinks he's controlled opposition too. I mean, if somebody was really controlled opposition, I don't know if they'd be going at him so hard and trying to find him billion dollars and all this stuff. At the end of the day, Ray says he's a good guy. He's in the know. Elon freed the bird. That's huge. That's what I'm talking about. All right, so let's let's get to this. Let's let's look at his profile, his Twitter feed, and let's see if this is the type of stuff that a New World Order plant uh, would be saying. Let me just, let me just scroll back in history real quick. Cause there's been a lot of cool stuff going on. Like, Whoa, let me pull back. So he recently, here we go. This, this was big. Well, first of all, it, it's pretty clear, you know, they booted Donald Trump, right? Um, I think that was BS why they did. I'm not a Trump guy. Obviously I prefer Trump to Biden. Um, Although I guess that's debatable. But nonetheless, he reinstated Trump's account. Everyone's freaking out about that. Right. But shortly after that, he posted this here. Should Twitter offer a general amnesty to suspended accounts, provided they have not broken the law or engaged in egregious spam? Now, 72.4 percent of the people said yes. Right. And so Elon was like, all right, we're doing something went wrong. We're doing amnesty. The people have spoken. Amnesty begins na- next week. This is the voice of the people is the voice of God. Right. And so that started everybody flipping out, everybody freaking out about what's going on. And he also discovered that there is a shirt at Twitter that said, stay woke. Look at this. Stay woke. Not to mention he's going to release all the documents that they had and all the communication about suppression in uh, on Twitter back when Twitter was controlled by left, left big corporation folks. All right. So slowly but surely there have been accounts that are coming back. Uh, Jordan Peterson, for example. I'm yet to see Robert Malone and Peter McCullough. Uh, Dr. Simon Simone Gold has her account here. So that's exciting. Uh, She's somebody that big that pushes back big time. But look, here's some more stuff that popped off. So check this out. Check this out. Here's some space stuff. This is more recent, starting yesterday. Okay. Um, turns out that the amount of PSYOPs on Twitter is ridiculous. All right, here we go. (laughs) The the battle against Apple really is is what started, so check it out. Um, I don't know where the tweet is, but Elon basically said that Apple is threatening to pull Twitter from their app store, and this was yesterday, and this started... I wake up, there's another PSYOP. This started a chain of posts and conversations and memes and ideas going around where people are starting to push back on Apple. And I think that's really freaking cool because Apple and Google, through their Android platform and their App Store and the Play Store, are controlling a lot of information that comes around on the Internet. And here we have the world's richest person actively and openly pushing back. Look, who else has Apple censored? And he shared this from Library. Library, folks, wouldn't you know, Library just so happens to be the blockchain that backs up the Odyssey online video platform that's in competition with YouTube that cannot be suppressed. Okay, this is I'm broadcasting to Odyssey right now. This just happened here. All right, you can tap in and see what we're doing. This might be kind of a trip, actually. Let's see. Is it playing? It's kind of slow. Oh, it is plain. <laughs> so this is me watching me on Odyssey. Uh, but anyway, the cool thing is Elon's going looking for folks. And so here library says, during COVID, Apple demanded our apps filter some search terms from being returned. If we did not filter the terms, our apps would not be allowed in the store. Apple may make some good products, but they have opposed, been opposed to free speech for some time. Now he's deliberately going to the CEO of Apple and calling him out. Right Now he's poking fun at Apple here. Apple should publish all censorship actions as a taken that affects its customers. Apple has threatened to withhold Twitter from its app store, but it won't tell us why. Did you know that Apple puts a secret tax, 30% tax, and then Lex Friedman comes in, all these big accounts come in. Check this out, ready? The Twitter files on free speech suppression soon to be published on Twitter itself. The public deserves to know what really happened. So I got to tell you, folks, This, the community has spoken. What is this about? Did he share the apps just right now, 20 minutes ago, 22 minutes? Twitter files of free speech. I don't know what he means by that. Okay. Uh, Anyway, so as you can see, accounts are coming back. Ideas are being shared. Um, He declared that there would be an amnesty on accounts that were dismissed Were suspended earlier as long as they're not breaking the law or spamming. All right. So I hope that Alex Jones comes back again. I'm not a big Alex Jones guy, but I think it would be a good uh, indicator of if this is genuinely going to be a free speech platform. And then a lot of people were so brainwashed to think Alex Jones broke the law. He was actually sued in a civil court, not a criminal court. There wasn't a law that was broken. He was fined immensely. It was obviously an attack on his free speech. So, To sum up what's going on with Elon and Twitter, he bought the platform and he's slowly but surely freeing the bird, so to speak. He's going to share all this information that's going to show Fauci communicating. It's going to show the United States government, other foreign governments communicating with Twitter executives in order to suppress free speech. I don't think these are the behaviors of somebody that's part of this new world order scheme or part of this cabal. I also don't think Alex Jones's behaviors are somebody that's there. Not everyone's controlled opposition. You know, Dell Bigtree, Dell Bigtree is going to be speaking at the greater reset, the greater And it's taking place January 18th to the 22nd. I hope that you'll watch uh, live uh, and check it out. But Dell Bigtree speaking, there's all these people I think Dell Bigtree's controlled opposition because he doesn't subscribe because he thinks viruses might be real. Therefore, he's controlled opposition, Right. Another trap people find themselves in and fall into is if somebody doesn't parrot their pet project, then they think they're controlled opposition, their pet issue, right? So Hermes says, not what I said. Well, I don't know. I I read your comment. Alice Jones is not for the people. Come on, let's be real. I'm not exactly sure what you're referring to there. Library response is great. But no need to worry about Apple. They are about to crumble when artists realize they can't use AI ML art software on non-NVIDIA GPUs. All right, so I just want to just drive it home one more time. Um, I'm familiar with a lot of the stuff about Musk. Uh, I believe that he has an admiration for technology, and he is a little cozy with technology for my taste as far as Neuralink goes. Um, I do think about his entrepreneurial adventure, like a lot of people point to stupid memes and blah, blah, blah. There's a guy named Everhard and his partner, and they uh, were starting to work on the Tesla motor and the battery technology. Elon had recently made a bunch of money selling a company. It was called Zip Recruiter, and he also did another payment platform. He sold those companies, made tens of millions of dollars. One of the reasons why I appreciate the guys, because he didn't take those tens of millions of dollars and go buy a giant mansion and live on the beach. And retire relax or start half-assing it and just slowly you know living his life and enjoying life he took that money and put it at risk by investing it in another company right so first it was like the zip recruiter thing and before that he wanted to create like a yellow pages for the internet way ahead of his time cutting edge and then people are like his dad owned a diamond mine in africa south africa and finance and bankrolled all his stuff first of all i don't think that's the case at all according to biography and other accounts, like I think his dad contributed to him going to college, but he did it all on his own, right? And then became an entrepreneur. And then as a successful entrepreneur, he took the money that he earned selling a company and invested it into the next company. And when Everhard and Homeboy were building the Tesla, working on Tesla, it wasn't even called Tesla at the time. Elon came along to invest and support, and it was Elon that led the product design team to create the Tesla Roadster. was Elon that had the strategy to sell an expensive car to begin with. That was six figures plus to celebrities and have it be a social status. Take that money in order to develop the less expensive car as part of a secret plan, he called it, although it was public, which is kind of funny. And it was Elon that in turn invested significant amounts of his wealth, putting all of his wealth at risk at one point, almost going bankrupt because he loaned so much money to his company, Tesla, in 2008 during the housing crisis. He went all in and I appreciate that about him. I like the all in, do or die, burn the ships mentality that he possesses. These are the qualities that get me excited about this guy. that get me motivated and make me feel like, wow, I need to go all in and I need to invest and totally believe in my thing apparently the two guys that started the innovation on the Tesla, they didn't invest all their money into the company. They were afraid to. So, you know, you pay big, you take big risks and you get big rewards. Right. And so that's something I appreciate on the work ethic, going into Twitter, cleaning house, having all these people laid off or fired that weren't really doing a whole lot. Right. It's very much a meritocracy Um, the skills and the value that provide is rewarded immensely. This is the kind of stuff that pumps me up. Now, that being said, I'm excited. I'm motivated. I'm inspired by the guy, but as an anarchist and a libertarian in order to pursue my goals, I'm not going to be taking government contracts or aid. In fact, there's been opportunities in the work that we're doing where people are like, you know, there's a nonprofit that helps get grants from the county or from the state of Texas that you could do this and that. And you're, you're talking about regenerative agriculture and permaculture projects. Like, no, 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 we don't want to get in bed with them at all. But I'm an anarchist and a libertarian. I do what I can to be as in alignment with those values as possible. Come up short in some ways just because of practical reasons, right? But Musk isn't a libertarian and isn't an anarchist he's hyper-focused and driven on making humans a multi-planetary species. So he's willing to get in bed with the Department of Defense, with NASA, with the United States federal government in order to pursue that. He wants his Tesla company to be successful. So he's willing to get in bed with the CCP. Those are shortcomings. Those are things that aren't in alignment with my values, but I want to make another point as well. Because this guy isn't in alignment with my values, 110%, that doesn't mean I can still, I can't be inspired by the guy or I can't. Another thing like, you know, what David Rockefeller did, what JP Morgan did, uh, with the Ford foundation, the Carnegie's right. All these endowments and these foundations obviously don't like David Rockefeller or Bill and the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation, but to see a human being exist in a particular period in history amass amount, amounts of wealth. Now, many of these people amass that wealth unethically. Shame on them, right? But this whole idea where beyond someone's life on earth, their legacy continues and the money that they made and the wealth that they created continues to carry out their agenda, that's something that inspires me also. Now, again, to be perfectly clear, what Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is doing with their money, I believe to be highly objectionable and abhorrent, but that that thing that they did, mass tons of wealth, deploy that wealth intergenerationally in order to carry out their goals and their agenda. That's pretty freaking cool. Again, I'm not in any way saying I support what Bill Gates is doing, but that strategy just amassing so much wealth and then that wealth continuing to grow and continuing to do things in the world that you think is beneficial for the world. That's pretty freaking cool. And so There's all these powerful people over time, these robber barons that did all these mega massive things. I don't support what they did or how they did it. But the fact that people go so big, I think is pretty incredible. And I'm working my ass off in order to attain wealth, in order to grow that wealth, and in order to deploy that wealth as a force for good. No, I'm not going to be getting in bed with the federal government or Department of Defense contracts in order to pursue my goals in the least bit. But because somebody does that type of thing doesn't mean that I'm going to write them off completely, because if someone was like, I'm an anarchist, I'm a libertarian, and now I'm getting in bed with the government, then it'd be like, wait a second, that's inconsistent there. But Elon isn't claiming to be an anarchist or libertarian, right? Oh, sorry about that. All right. So I'm just ranting and raving. I mean, at the end of the day, the guy... The guy inspires me. The guy gets me pumped up. He does big things. A free speech renaissance can't come soon enough, Mark Sermon says. And you know, what's going to happen too is as this this gets further rolled out, as these changes happen on Twitter, there's going to be an exodus from other platforms. And these platforms are competing with one another in major ways. And these platforms are public companies, except for Twitter. And in order to please the shareholders, who knows, this could cause ripples that affect the other platforms as well. Unfortunately, via uh, SpaceX, Elon is currently the single longest, largest defense contract in the U.S. government. That part scares me. I'm with you. I'm not happy about that. I'm not fond of that. I wish that wasn't the case. I wish it would just drop the feds uh, like a bad habit. But again, you got to examine it in the context of the dude's laser focused on making humans a multiplanetary species. And in order to have the capability and not be shut down by the federal government for launching rockets out of the backyard, Uh, He has to cooperate with them. Not cool. I don't like it. I'm not going to operate that way. I don't operate that way. But I see his reasoning behind it. Just the same thing with the Neuralink. He stated on Rogan, if you haven't watched his two interviews on Rogan, they're pretty entertaining. And they really are like, whoa, this dude's freaking on another level of thinking that many people aren't even capable of. And so he's like, "I, I foresee AI accelerating rapidly in its ability to process information and execute functions. And I believe that in order for humans to have a fighting chance against the AI, they have to be able to better interface with the AI, right? That could be a disastrous. I don't know. I'm just explaining. It's not black or white. It's not Neuralink, New World Order, Global Economic, World Economic Forum agenda. It's helping humans push back against AI is his reasoning. But again, I don't have to support that. I don't support that. I'm not getting neuralink. I'm not getting any government contracts, but I'm still inspired and empowered by the guy. That makes sense. Look into his father. He was un- His father was a total asshole. And in fact, that's another thing. Like, okay, his father was an asshole. His father was abusive, not so physically, but m- emotionally abusive to the guy, like saying some really ugly things. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why Elon's so driven, not to mention Elon was bullied because he was so obsessed with reading and science fiction and inventing and all this stuff and computer programming that he like was almost beat to death by bullies when he was in middle school or high school. And I think a lot of that stuff is really what drives him. If aliens are real, we'll need a bit of weird tech. Yeah, I guess to combat the aliens, sins of the father and all that. Yeah, I hear you there. Um, Elon wants the chip too. The son carries the cross on his shoulders. Someone may not be controlled opposition, but I don't believe that means they care about the general population, even though certain gestures might persuade us to think so. Yeah, I'm with you. But again, my thing is, I ge- I genuinely believe that Elon Musk is motivated uh, for good. He's he's making moves in order to what he sees as benefit humanity. Now, human beings are imperfect, and sometimes you know the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So everyone has to always be aware of what we think is helping and benefiting people, communities, our family, the global po- humanity uh could in fact indirectly be harming them that's a lot of of what government people do that's a lot of what the sustainable development stuff are are all about so yeah but again i want to challenge people that's the whole point of my thing i wanted to share this i want to talk about elon invent about it i always get a lot of flack i'm getting flack in the comments that's okay i'm not going to stop liking the guy um but i do as far as takeaways i try to teach and not just come up here to talk but i try to have lessons that I teach everyone. I'm not trying to convince everyone to like Elon. You can like him or not, but there's two things. One, I do want to challenge you to see the gray. It's not black or white. It's a human being flawed, helps in this way, hurts in that way. And then we can make our own assessment. Some people think he's controlled opposition. A lot of people watching and listening to this think that the New World Order is omnipotent and it shows by the comments that they make. I see it all the time. You know, in all honesty, to take things a little bit deeper, uh, the work that I do with Live Free Academy, I try to identify limiting beliefs and people's objections that they have to action. So this, this whole program wasn't really about that, you know, but normally I'm focused on solutions and pushing people to greatness to create more freedom in their life, more wealth, more privacy, more independence, more abundance and in order to do that more so than teaching people how to do it like here's how you set up a cryptocurrency wallet here's how you purchase cryptocurrency privately without using your driver's license here's how to send it or here's how here's how you should save money to do a down payment and then here's some creative financing to buy land and move out of the country here's a let's bring on a permaculture teacher right that's all the how to but what I believe I offer to the public more so than how to do things is I try to challenge people to smash through those obstacles and limiting beliefs. Now let me tie back to what I just brought up. I think in large part the reason why people are quick to Im- quick to what's the word? Quick to imprint, not imprint, impart. Why people are quick to impart an air of omnipotence on this new world order entity is because. Subconsciously, they are terrified of doing the work, experiencing the discomfort of not being able to figure something out when it comes to implementing this freedom stuff. Case in point, right? Like somebody, I talk about cryptocurrency a lot, and I say cryptocurrency is going to help all sorts of stuff. Uh, cryptocurrency is going to help us to trade with one another outside the CBDC. And people quickly say, that's not possible, it's part of the New World Order plan. If it really was helpful, they would shut it down. Um, They're gonna shut down the internet, right? So what what I hear when people say that, I translate it in my mind and I think, this person is insecure about their ability to learn into new technology. So rather than going through the steps and the challenge of actually learning it, it's easier for them to write it off as a new world order thing because then they don't have to do the work. Now, I hope, because I do this myself too, but I hope people, let me just run that back again. Sometimes it's easier to assume something is part of the new world order. Uh, For example, hey, everybody, the smart city agenda, they're going to implement 5G technology. And again, sure, yeah, Elon's got Starlink satellites all over the sky, Uh, are the, is it radiating? Are the EMF waves or whatever harmful for humans? I don't know. Maybe they are probably. So is it, does the benefit outweigh the cost? I don't know. That's not my thing. I don't want that all the technology. I want to go back to nature more. That being said, I live out in the country and we got Starlink on order. Full disclosure. I should have said this, said this at the beginning. Like I drive a Tesla model three. I freaking love it. It's the funnest thing to drive. It gets me pumped up. It's a car where every day when I sit down to drive it, I'm like, excited. And for me, that's really powerful and incredible. Now, of course, people, they're going to shut down your car, you shouldn't drive an electric car, they're going to shut it down. It's like, you know what, the technology exists now in most new cars, even if they're internal combustion engine, they can shut your car down too. People don't know that. And it was actually passed as part of one of these recent big spending bills that that Biden did. But it's not just the electric cars that can be shut down. It's these other cars. But then it goes back to like, okay, is Elon Musk going to shut your car down or going to let the government shut your car down? Because Elon Musk is very profit motivated. He wants to put people on Mars. He wants to innovate the car manufacturing industry. And if the press starts picking up on Elon Musk shutting down people's cars because they posted unpopular opinions on Facebook, again, he's a free free speech, it seems, uh, that's going to hurt his bottom line, right? Um, uh, Now I'm going all over the place. But anyway, I drive Model 3 Performance. We also have an internal combustion engine car, and we're about to buy an old beat-up pickup truck. Ideally, you get an old-school truck that doesn't have as many electronic components, right? I also have Tesla Powerwalls. I'm benefiting from Elon Musk's products. Everyone says he's a charlatan. This is a scam. Your Tesla's going to catch on fire. It's not good for the environment. It's like, I charge my Tesla in large part from my solar system or the three Tesla Powerwall batteries that I have. It's actually really freaking cool there's this app so like i'm not just a fan of elon but i benefit from his products immensely i like his products and they benefit my life and people can say what they want about the tesla automobile but for me again nobody's going to take away that i'm inspired and empowered by elon musk and, and he motivates me to do more to think bigger to act bigger people can say all they want about tesla automobiles but Damn, if you ever drive one, it's a one-speed transmission. You put your foot on the pedal, the thing just gets up and goes. Even if you're going 65 on the highway, you can accelerate so fast to go up to 70, 80 to pass somebody. I mean, I take that sucker driving and got up to 125. It was pretty 130, I think. It was was awesome. But anyway, let me show you this Tesla app. So check it out. I'll do this camera. I'm going to wrap this show up here in a second. I appreciate everybody making the comments. It definitely is more enjoyable. So as you can see here on this app, I don't have the ability to to zoom in, but this is is my solar system. It's generating 7.1 kilowatts of electricity right now. The house, nobody's there, so the house is only using 0.8 kilowatts. But right now, the solar system is charging the power wall, and I have three power walls I can store for 40 kilowatt hours of electricity, and that's enough to power my house even if the sun is – not out for two or three days we might have to cut back on energy but that's pretty freaking cool and then the cool thing is you tap into the car it's just parked right now but the car's on the app too that's not the color of my car my daughter you can change the car car color on the screen or anything but the cool thing is in large part i charged the tesla with the solar system and so someone's like oh tesla you're going to be controlled but it's also like well i didn't really experience any pain at all when the gas prices went up and you The person complaining about the Tesla, they're dependent on gasoline, which means they're dependent on that whole system all operating and functioning uh, when the price not going up, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so I should have led with that. I love his products, right? But I'm aware. Yes, I'm aware. This car is tapped in to the internet and there could be bad actors that take over the Tesla system and shut the car down because I'm seen as some kind of rebel or something in the future, right? I don't think Elon's going to be the one to do that, by the way. So I recognize that. Yes. Another thing I want to challenge people, I'll get back to my two lessons, but I had one more thing to say. I'm, I'm keeping track of all those things. So I kind of going all over the place, but I'm still going to close down the thought. Um, uh, another lesson is, ah, I lost that one. All right. Let me close down the thought. We talk about moving out of the city. There's smart city agendas going on. The 5G, the grid, they're going to be doing surveillance and all this stuff. So it's really important if you want to experience freedom, move out of the country, move out of the city into the country, do a homestead, link up with your neighbors. We've got a great relationship with our neighbors. They're country folk. They're conservative Trump folks, but they're preppers and they help us. We have used their tractor on our property. Great people. We say move out of the city, buy land and build community in the country. And people say, well... Klaus Schwab said, you'll own nothing and be happy. They're just going to take your land. How do you know they're not going to take your land? Rather than being like, wow, I see the merit in that, actually. Yeah, there's a lot of tyranny and the technocracy is most definitely most accelerated in the city. So I I see that I could have a better chance of creating freedom in the country. You know, I'm kind of concerned because I don't have a lot of money. In fact, I live paycheck to paycheck and I even struggle to pay rent. So it's actually going to be a challenge for me to come up with a down payment. But you know what? I believe in myself. And I know that if I come up with a plan and I focus on that plan, I could probably make this happen. It's going to be hard. I know it's going to be hard, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. That's what the empowered person says. But the victim says they're just going to take the land. I don't. I can't make the money. They're. I don't have any money. I don't. I've got, I've got to spend my money on this. They're just going to take my land if I buy it. Again, that's the same thing as the guy that complains about crypto or whatever thinks the New World Order is all powerful. It's really what they're saying is. I've never been good with money. I I don't think I could bring that kind of money together. I can't even pay rent. So rather than facing the fact that I've been challenged with money, and I struggle to even save $1,000, let alone 25 or 50,000 for a down payment. I'm just going to write it off. Because somebody else is going to take it away from me in the future. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Let me know in the comments if, if that makes sense to you guys. That's another lesson. Again, the lesson gray, nuance, it's not black and white. Alex Jones is a human being. I've actually had a run-in with Alex Jones where he stormed us down in a protest, turned into this huge controversy back in 2010. I got kicked off of our pirate radio station that broadcasts alongside GCN, right? Um, uh, anyway, I, I, you know, I've had personal experiences with Alex Jones growing up in the conspiracy and freedom community in the same city in Austin. Uh, But it's gray. It's nuanced. He's a human. He's not perfect. He's not the perfect truth person, but I don't think he's controlled opposition. It's okay for there to be gray. And really where the most things happen is in the gray. So I want you to tap into the gray with me. There are some people that are genuinely evil, right? Like Adolf Hitler. But then there's also nuance there, like what's up with that? What, what was this guy trying to do? What were his true motivations? Like, the, There's opportunity to study research, have a better understanding of the human experience when we don't just write things off and when we attempt to look at things from other people's perspectives, so to speak. So that's what I've tried to do during this program. A lot of people just re- read an article or two about Elon and they develop an opinion about him and then they say he's evil, he's controlled opposition, he's a bad guy. But what I have done with Elon, because I was excited about the guy and I saw cool things he was doing. I was like, wow, this is, I'm, I'm a big thinker. I like the 10x thing. I like I, I want to my ultimate goal for wealth is 100 million dollars. And I want to deploy that wealth to amass large amounts of land and to help my freedom people settle on that land and build intentional communities and cooperatively collaborating economies, right? That's my, my big thinking too, is like my purpose on this earth is to create an environment where free people can experience political autonomy and self-governance. That's the level of thinking I'm having. I'm not focused on how am I going to pay for this? And I'm worried that we just spent, I spent too much money on the latte. And uh, I'm like, what are we going to do in order to create freedom for my children and my grandchildren? So they don't have to fight against the state. So I started seeing Elon. I like that about this guy. He's a big picture thinker solving big problems, but oh, he's got some issues and some things going on here. But rather than writing him off and throwing the baby out with the bathwater, I decided to dig deeper. Now I can, because I didn't immediately set up this negative view of him and write it off, it enabled me to take a deeper dive onto what is this guy really all about? Why does he do the things he does? And the Neuralink thing is a perfect example. Yes, on the surface, transhumanism, this is also what Klaus Schwab talks about with the Fourth Industrial Revolution. But you dive deeper. You listen to a two-hour interview. The second one he did with Joe Rogan was mostly about Neuralink. And you understand, okay, this guy's on another level of his thinking with this AI problem. And He's actually trying to preemptively give us a chance to fight against the AI as it expands and accelerates, blah, blah, blah. So, again, the lesson, nuance. It's nuanced. It's gray. It's not black and white with everything, folks. And when you make it black or white, you do yourself a great disservice because you shut off your ability to understand things at a deeper level. Uh, And then the other lesson is um, to not allow yourself, don't like subconsciously object to things or reject possibilities. Oftentimes it's because you have internal limiting beliefs and it's those limiting beliefs that are causing that objection to something, because at the end of the day, it's really difficult and challenging to do some of these big things to move out of the city, to start learning how to use money better and save money and invest money better to learn a new technology like cryptocurrency. When you already struggle with the zoom meeting, how could I possibly learn to use decentralized blockchain technology? I can't even really do an email for my family, you know, like a grandparent talk, you know, and so rather than just throw it out, recognize like oh i'm objecting to this i'm saying it's going to get shut down or whatever because i'm i'm kind of feeling a little insecure about my ability to learn it i just want to throw that out there all right okay let me just hit these chats and i gotta go i got a meeting here coming up i appreciate you guys thanks everybody mark says not giving you flack i appreciate your take and generally agree message is more important than messenger art is more important than artist i appreciate you i don't think you giving me flack i just there are some folks give me flack right but i i like flack i want to be challenged let's go uh, keeping Jones off the platform is probably just business. The dude had $1.5 billion judgment against him. must probably doesn't want Twitter to be targeted by accusers. I hope, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm rooting for Alex Jones to get his account back because I think that's going to be a good measure of how much of a free speech platform uh, Twitter really is. Ray Rivera says, love this show. Yes, they just mandated a kill switch in all of them, internal combustion or not uh the goats definitely anybody can kind of call the shots particulars do you think Mus is a good guy john bush what's the best way to contact you for an interview request i have a young friend who put together a web summit debuting tomorrow 40 plus speakers with passio larkin rose bros i I think i was familiar with that one that's an all-star lineup on that one as well so um uh why don't you private message me on twitter I don't know if you have a Twitter account or whatnot. Um, my website, libfree.academy also has a uh, customer service ticket thing. You could, so you can go to my Twitter or you can contact me on libfree.academy. Daryl Ernst, Elon Musk has bought a bucket to put all the fish government wants to catch in one location. John is lost on this one. How far ahead was Elon on the new green deal with electric car and batteries? All right, I hope that you listen to the whole broadcast because, uh, What he's doing with Twitter, it's pretty evident, is positive. And I think I I try to be as objective as possible, probably biased because I I have the guy's products and I like what he's doing. But in spite of what you think about Elon, it's really hard. You got to do some mental gymnastics to, to not be excited about what's happening on Twitter right now. I mean, it's a big deal. The free flow of information is a major wrench in the gear of this agenda. Big time. All right. all right everybody I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, once again, we're doing this food town hall, food resiliency town hall. It's all about what can we do in our local communities to link up with food producers to grow our own food, to store our own food. Uh, it's coming up December 3rd. you can register for free at livefree.academy/ town hall livefree.academy slash town hall. Let me show you what's going on over there. Uh, definitely check us out, livefree.academy slash town hall, livefree.academy slash town hall. And I appreciate guys, like it's it's okay. You know, one, another thing too, Elon, here's another thing. Elon, Elon has advanced the knowledge of new green deal. He doesn't support the new green deal. And he just said ESG is a scam. So Again, it's like, okay, he's a government agent, but why is he doing all this stuff with the free speech platform? It must be the biggest con ever because he's doing so much good for humanity with that aspect. Is that how much the con we need to be? So that's what con man is confidence, man. You got to put you have to gain confidence in them so they could play you. So why is he talking out on ESG? Why is he ripping on this government, this corporate social credit score thing, you know? Why is he speaking out against big tech and big media? Why is he going toe to toe with Apple? It's not so simple. If only it was. It'd be nice if everything was so black and white and so easy to to ascertain but like i said it's there's some nuance ladies and gentlemen all right go over to libfree.academy slash town hall libfree.academy slash town hall you can register for free it's going down december 3rd i hope you'll check it out or you can join us in person if you're in central texas we're going to be hosting a cattleman's feast uh you're really going to like that but you can sign up to watch for free online and i hope you'll join us over at libfree.academy slash town hall again that's all about how we can create more food resiliency in our local communities. This is John Bush with Live Free Now Show, broadcasting an unpopular show. I like Elon Musk. I think he's doing a lot of good in the world. He's not perfect in any way, and he has many shortcomings. But I want to encourage you again to not be so black and white, not so rigid. Not, it's not all good or evil. It's nuanced. And the truth lies in the nuance. Thank you very much, everybody. Peace and freedom. John Bush, I'm out.